Welcome to Indiana Sports Beat Radio, presented by Endeavor Hospitality Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. Looks over the middle, second guesses, fires, throws, does he make the catch in the end zone? Yes! Touchdown! Ola Depot to win Another one! He got Another it. one! All Another one! Huge hole! He's at the 30! He's gonna go! 10-5! Touchdown! Jonathan Taylor! Galloway finds Rob Finnessy, who fires the three, and... Now, from the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios, here's your host, Jim Coyle. Hello, everybody. I'm Jim Coyle. Welcome to another edition of Indiana Sports Beat Radio coming to you on this beautiful day from high atop the 18th fairway at the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios on this Wednesday, hump day, March 8th. Don't forget, Indiana Sports Beat Radio is powered by Andy Moore Honda Bloomington. Where you get the best in new and used vehicles, go to AndyMoreHonda.com and get more to your door than AndyMoreHonda.com. Also, the great family of restaurants in and around Bloomington, like BB's Market, Southern Stone, Feast, and many, many more that uh, you'll hear about, like Hank's Pizza Mac, uh, the newest and the latest and the greatest. Hank's Pizza Mac, you can stop by. It's the former Wagon Wheel in Bloomington, uh, but now offering a, a, a larger array of things. You can see Hank in and around town. Look at that. I love Hank. Hank has got a cool, he's a cool mascot. Well, you know, uh, you know the, the, the bison, come on, focus in, man. It takes a minute to, there we go. Uh, you know, the bison was, is the unofficial mascot of Indiana. The state, right. for example, and people don't understand that. You know, this used to be the West, man, considered the West at least, but it was covered with buffalo. I'm sorry. Damn. Oh, you Damn did it. it. You did it. Oh, no. Covered with bison. Covered, covered with bison. Um, no such thing as American buffalo. Um Covered with bison, yeah, around here. But uh, it's if you go around the state, you'll see bison and for all over the place. Like uh, the the steakhouse on the way out, uh, going when you're going towards Illinois, uh, the cat, cattle, whatever it was, the cattlemen's or something. I forget. We uh, always stop there on the way to the Illinois game. The beef house, beef house, cattle. Africa, dude, Africa. <laughs> they've got a they've got a bison out in front of there. There's one down in uh, Bedford. Uh, Can I just say there, while you mentioned no. it, the the beef house overrated. Yes, thank you. It is overrated. overrated. It is overrated. If you want to go there for the rolls, I get it. Look, the rolls are good. The salad bar, they people rave about the salad bar. It's not that great. It's like the Pizza Hut salad bar. And then the steak, I was like, this is okay. I would never stop there ever. I like, if people wanted to go there, I would go. But I am not personally driving my car there. Well, here's the thing. You stop there because there's nothing else in between where you're going. I would, actually, I would. Actually, and, and, and yes, I will no longer make. I, I, I don't want to. There's no point in. 
people that want to stop there, please feel free to stop there. Hey, how's everybody doing? Hope uh, you're having a great day. We've meet, made the halfway point of the week. Great show, as always, on Wednesday. Dustin's here with us, so that makes it good to start with. Bob Kravitz, the man from uh, The Athletic, will join us. Kyle Neddenrip from the Indy Star and the Hall of Famer, Rick Bozich. So it's a uh, a full lineup. Lots to get to. Uh, off uh, some out uh, in the world of sports. Chase Elliott, for NASCAR fans, out at least six weeks after a snowboarding accident. So you talk about NASCAR being dangerous. If you notice those guys, the safety is pretty, pretty, pretty damn good in those things now. Yeah. Um, uh, the one thing, the one injury that they're still working on is concussions. Uh, and I don't know how you're ever going to stop that when you're going 190 miles an hour. And if you come to a good, a complete stop, uh, right. there's nothing that's going to stop the forward motion of your brain. Yeah, uh, I don't know how they're going to address that either. And we've seen Kurt Busch, Dale Earnhardt Jr. have retired early because of situations like that. I'm guessing we're probably going to see I – would, I would guess the life the, – the, I shouldn't say the lifespan, the career of a – NASCAR driver is probably going to be shorter than what we were used to in like the 80s, yeah. 90s, 2000. Well, yes, but not because of that. I think just because they keep going young and they're well, just going true. to keep, keep regurgitating guys out. Look at this. We talked about this already, but look at the freaking age of some of these guys. It's like, yep. damn. Uh, what's, uh, see, Denny Hamlin. You've got Denny Hamlin. Uh, uh, Chase Elliott. Har- no, Harvick. Chase oh, Elliott's Harvick. ass. Harvick. Um, <laughs> the Bushes. The two Bushes. Right. Well, Kurt's um, retired now, so. Well, yeah, all right. So you just got the one Bush. He's he's the eldest. He's one of the elder statesmen. Um, yep. Think about that. He's one of the vet, the, the oldest veterans in NASCAR now. Um, I thought you were talking about – I thought you were going to bring up the young guns. Well, no, I'm saying the – once those guys get out – who the hell's left? Right, I. That's a good question. But I mean, there's there's a ton of young talent. Like even even Ty Gibbs stepped in at the uh, end of last he's season. He's a dirty little. Okay, okay, but he's still what 20, 19, 20? I don't know his age. Nineteen Very, or twenty. He's kind of talented, but boy, uh, <laughs> the he Ravens, kind of the Ravens franchise, Lamar Jackson. Uh, yep. Now he is able to talk negotiate with other teams and the Ravens will have the opportunity to match anything that is offered to them. And if not, they get two first round draft picks. If he's to go anywhere. Yeah. What's going to, you know, he's eyeballing that the Sean Watson has a five year, $230 million contract of all people. Deshaun Watson, who hasn't done Jack squat. What the hell has he done? Well, I mean, not anything good on or no, off the field. Exactly. He's done nothing great on the field, and he's been a horrific, hor- horrific nightmare off of the field. Lamar Jackson, on the other hand, has been talked about as player of the year mm-hmm. and has been a model citizen. So, yeah, you think he ain't going to get paid? Come on, man. Heisman Trophy winner? I think – I feel like the dispute was – 
mostly that he wanted the full contract guaranteed and Baltimore didn't want to give him that. So it's going to be interesting because I've heard rumors he there if they use the franchise tag and he's not happy with the potential long-term contract, he might sit out. Yep. So then Baltimore has to make a decision. Do we let him walk or do we do we appease him? I don't know. It's, if, they it's let him walk, if they let him walk, it's stupid. He is I he, I don't disagree given, with you. He's given them everything that they want. Yeah, I don't I don't disagree with you. It's just gonna be an interesting scenario because I and especially that would mean you'd have to probably draft a quarterback in this year's draft class, and I don't know who you'd like. We can talk about Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, you can, but they're going to be I, Will Levis. I mean, I don't, I don't know that you're going to find anybody even close to the talent of Lamar Jackson, especially with this quarterback class. So they're going to have to figure something out. It will be interesting, but if if he walks, man, who are they like? Are you going to try to bring in Jimmy Garoppolo? I don't know what the backup plan is here. So we'll see. It'll be, but the Colts should pick up the phone and call. Why not? Right. No. no. Oh, what do you well, mean, no? Oh, for Lamar Jackson? Yes. Oh, absolutely. By yeah, that's what way. I'm saying. Yeah. You don't – I mean, you got well, nothing to lose here. Well, nothing I, to lose. I, I – yeah. That would be – and they have the first-round picks to do it. Right. I, I believe. So – and they could still use their first-round picks. I, I don't know. Oh, well, that's enough of that. Um, Gonzaga wins another West Coast Conference title. Woo! That's shocking. Yes, but they beat St. Mary's. Was it 77-57? What was the score? Which was the – they were St. Mary's was the one seed, weren't they? No, there's no way they were the one seed over Gonzaga, were they? I thought that they were. I thought that that was the the, the, the glitch in the matrix, if you will. Um, I'm going to bring it up right now. They won 77-51. They were both 14-2. and two. I thought, okay, so one of them, it was, they had the same record. One of them, obviously, they were the top two seeds. I thought St. Mary's was the one seed, but I could be mistaken in that. I would have been surprised, but either way, um, St. Mary's is a team that has been hanging around in that air, same area that Indiana is on the seed lines. So seeing them get their butts handed to them probably helps Indiana a little bit. Right. Um, but Indiana's goal is to wind up in – well, that's not true. Jim's goal for Indiana <laughs> is for them to wind up in Orlando and in Louisville. Indiana, uh, does, Indiana doesn't – well, let me rephrase that. Indiana would like to be in Louisville or maybe Kansas City, but they ultimately don't care. They just well, want to go play. Jim very much they, wants Orlando and Louisville. Well, I'll tell you right now, they'll be in one of those two. Yeah, they will, they will wind up in either Kansas City or Louisville. Now, Kansas City is not horrific. It damn sure is not Portland. That is drivable. That is, you know, that's 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 within the realm of reason. That's a day trip. Yeah, oh, easy, uh, easy, nice one. You can visit St. Louis along the way. Go up in the arch. There you uh, go. But it's going to be, yeah. 
But last year they do they they screwed themselves with that first four in stuff. So regardless, they should be okay. It's just how they end up. Get the women. The women are going to be in Bloomington for the first round uh, that same weekend, uh, which is next a week from this weekend. Uh, I, I I don't know if they begin play on. I I believe Thursday, the women Wednesday or Thursday or I believe the women. John, maybe you can look this up. I don't have it in front of me. I believe the women turn women's tournament goes Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday because I think it's off a little bit scattered from the men, so they can get well. It's something like that, or maybe Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. I know that they used to once, play Saturday, not Sunday, the, Tuesday. Yes, but the first round, the first two rounds, are not. They're they're both. They're all on weekends, um, which is it is stupid. The the women, the first four for the women. Hold on, this yeah, this is for the women. Are Wednesday and Thursday, March fifteenth and sixteenth. And the first round is Friday and Saturday, the 17th and the 18th. So then Sunday Monday. Wait a minute. What's 15th and 16th? That's not the first round then. The first four, like the the, the opening games. Oh, they have, the, they have a first four in too? Or last four in or the play-in games? Evidently. Might have, they might have changed know. that. I did not know that. I did not know that. Look at you learning on a Tuesday. Uh, what day uh, is today? Wednesday. On a Wednesday. <laughs> I don't even know what day it is. On a Wednesday. On a Monday. We got to take a quick break. We got so much to talk to and so many people to talk with about. Uh, Bob Kravitz is up with us. He'll be up with us soon. And Cal Nenrit, Rick Bozich as well. You're listening to Indiana Sports Beat Radio, brought to you by the great folks from BB's Market, your butcher baker, no matter where you live, located on South College in Bloomington. The greatest in custom meats, full-size bakery. And I'm telling you, from experience, it's just all good. Back with more Indiana Sports Beat Radio right after this. We'll be right back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Endeavor Hospitality Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. Whether it's at our place or yours, great food and a great time is our guarantee. Endeavor Hospitality is a locally owned and operated restaurant group also offering catering services in Bloomington, Indiana. Our local restaurants provide an array of options that never leave you bored. Just to tempt you with a few mouth-watering options, experience a charcuterie board at Feast, Southern Stone's Fried Chicken, Vegan Tacos at the Owlery, an authentic Italian meal at Cabello, or a hearty breakfast at BB's Market. Your next dining endeavor starts by visiting Endeavor, Indiana, or downloading the WOW Club app to earn exclusive dining rewards. Endeavor Hospitality and the WOW Network. Andy Moore Honda is Bloomington's number one Honda dealer simply because you get the best deals. And right now, it's the Certified Dream Deal Sales Event. Get 0.99% APR financing for well-qualified buyers on all 2017 through 2021 Honda Certified Pre-Owned Accords, Civics, CRVs, HRVs, and Pilots. See dealer for financing deals. Andy Moore Honda, Bloomington's number one Honda dealer. Get more to your door with AndyMoreHonda.com. Come see us at the all-new Andy Moore Honda, now in Bloomington. Hey, this is John, the producer with Indiana Sports Beat Radio. We're now a part of the Rivals Network. TheHoosier.com is where you can find complete coverage of Indiana basketball, football, and plenty more. Simply go to TheHoosier.com and sign up. It's free. You can also find full episodes of Indiana Sports Beat Radio on the homepage or on the station every week, Monday through Friday. 
If we're not on a station where you live, we should be. Ask for Indiana Sports Beat Radio. BB's Market is your local meat shop, steakhouse, and caterer. No matter where you live, located on South College in Bloomington, BB's opens every day at 6 a.m. with fresh, custom-made breakfast, brunch, lunch, and dinner items. With some of the best custom meats around, in-house made deli side dishes, salads, and lunch meats, BB's Market has the largest variety of in-house made products in southern Indiana, including 14 different marinades for chicken, beef, and unique recipes for over 35 varieties of brats and sausages. Visit bbsmarket.com for online ordering. If you're looking for a home in the Indianapolis area, you need Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Advanced Realty. Cheryl Sizemore has over two decades of experience, and that could be the difference in you getting the home you want in today's tough housing market. Reach out to Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Advanced Realty at Cheryl at IndieHomePros.com or 317-298-0961. Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Advanced Realty. Let Cheryl Sizemore get you in the home you want today. Cheryl at IndieHomePros.com. Southern Stone Restaurant, located at the corner of Patterson and Rogers in Bloomington, offers a variety of freshly made fare, tying their roots in limestone with their love of Southern eateries. With quality, local, and organic food as their main focus, Southern Stone strives to always provide their guests with an exceptional dining experience. With weekly specials, quick, attentive service, Southern Stone Restaurant provides delicious, five-star comfort food with a Southern charm at two-star prices. Southern Stone Restaurant is part of Endeavor Hospitality's Wild Club. This segment is brought to you by Southern Stone Restaurant. Now back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle. Presented by Endeavor Hospitality Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. Welcome back, Indiana Sports Beat Radio here on this Wednesday. Mid, mid part of the week, we've made it and we've got the first of the greatness, Bob Kravitz from The Athletic joined us. Robert, sir? I'm fabulous. How are you guys? Cannot complain. It's tournament time. That's uh, just, that. that's like coffee in the veins, baby. Yeah, well, I've <laughs> got to love it. I'm. Uh, and you got two teams that got a chance to do something, so that's exciting. Three, really. <clears throat> Who's the third? Indiana women's team. Yeah, I, I thought you were talking just men. Sorry, being a, being a sexist. You're right. Actually, the women's team, the Indiana women's team, probably has the chef to do the most. Yeah, uh, and losing losing to Ohio State may not have been the worst thing for them. Yeah, not not with a 23 point lead. That's no, that was unbelievable. <laughs> but but you know, sometimes losing before you go into the tournament kind of. Kind of puts a fire under your behind, you know. I can tell you that I, I all I had to do was watch. Grace Berger is not somebody who talks anyway. She's very, very, and I could see how pissed off she was. Good. I mean, this is and this is someone who does not show emotion ever of any kind, good, bad, there, other. I could the. It seemed like it was coming out of her pores. Yeah, yeah. At the presser, it really—I mean, the, the disappointment that it's—and I think you're right for this team. I, I think they're a team that that can use that mentally to focus in the right way. Some wouldn't, but you know, women are smarter so. than men. I hope so because they are—they are final four worthy without question. They—they they lost. 
they lost more games in their final in their last two games than they did all season long. So you would think. I mean, it took it took a Caitlin Clark buzzer beater to hand them their second loss of the season. So Correct. that was a stupid a, rule in women's basketball. Uh, I'm moving well, and, them all up half and the yeah. NBA, yeah. And the right, right. Uh, the men's get started in uh, the Big Ten tournament. Well, actually, everything uh, is, is on. Some have already started, but the Big Ten tournament gets started underway today. Indiana, of course, does not play until Friday. Uh, Bob's got a, another great piece out. This one on Trace Jackson Davis. Trace Jackson Davis goes from good to better to great, and Indiana soars with him. Um, he has. Since that period this winter, when whatever you want to call, I, I keep calling it the line of demarcation because there was a line of demarcation for this team to where they they turned and everything was better since then, except for these last six games. They were kind of wishy-washy, but other than that, they've been pretty, pretty solid since then. Yeah, they've been good. I mean – for me, the line of demarcation goes back even further to the second half against Michigan. You know, I, I thought for Trace, who had been playing well down the stretch, but that game and then the rest of the season, such as it was, uh, I thought he was terrific. And, and you're right, for, for Indiana basketball generally, um, you know, uh, once they got off of that bad start in the Big Ten, what was it, one and four, they've just been dynamic. You know, I, I feel bad for, for Xavier Johnson, but I think this is the best thing that could have happened because trying to get him back into the lineup somehow would have been really, really difficult, uh, especially with Jalen hood uh pretty much taking over that point guard spot. But more importantly, Bob, I think that what that does for Mike Woodson and next year, that takes off an, an enormous load for him to have to go out and find a veteran point guard next year because he would not have had that. He would have had uh, Gabe in as a freshman or whatever, right. and Trey Galloway. That's, that, freshman guards don't work unless they're Jalen hood Shafino, and I don't think Gabe or, comes. Or, or they're at Purdue. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so this gives that – that takes that off the board. He didn't have to worry about that. Yeah, he's now, still going to have to go out and get some guys now. I mean, he's still now, but, guy, yes, but, but he can. That's going to say his focus can now be focused there and there right. only. But but the point guard is the most. That's your quarterback, right. and so now he's got his quarterback uh, well, for next we year. Don't, we don't know that for sure. I mean, well, that's true, and I mentioned he's, that yesterday. He's going to try and get the uh, waiver, but from what I understand, it's he's right on the edge in terms of games played. Well, it, here's what it is. It's a 10-game limit. He played 11, but right. that 11th game was like nine minutes. Still. He played, and he got her. I know, but that's – he didn't play 11 complete games. I don't know they're going to – but with that's why, with the NCAA, you have no idea. Have no idea. I mean, if you're really all about the student – about the, the student athlete, if you're really about them – then, then you know, let them play. But if, well, if I mentioned the story yesterday of Brian Fitzgerald a few years ago, the football player for Indiana, who Indiana failed to send in a document uh, that was supposed to have been sent in, and because they forgot to send that in on this particular day, he had to sit for a, an entire year. That's absurd. I didn't. Know it that is before. absurd. It is yeah. crazy. 
But yes, it's, it's that was that's true. But that's that was the NCAA then. I think that with all these changes, they've got so much going on. This is the least of their worries. They're not going to worry about uh, somebody going nine minutes over a, a deal. I think. Well, um, we'll, we'll find out. But I, I, you know, I, I'm really excited about this uh, about this postseason. I I want to see Trace just take it to another level. And I thought thought he played great against Hunter Dickinson, twenty seven and nine. A couple he did. Of and did. you know, those big, big, burly centers don't give him the same trouble that they did in previous years. And um, if you get a chance, uh, check out The Athletic. And uh, uh, I think I've got some stuff in there. Maybe people knew, maybe people didn't know. Um, you know, he, he was very clear with me. The only reason he came back this year is because he got COVID right before the combine. <clears throat> so it was really a, a blessing in disguise for him. Yeah, I'm uh, looking at it. It's a great piece. Make sure you pull it up at the Athletic Bob's piece on uh, Trace Jackson Davis today, talking about him coming back and, and how this season could be so different. If he was not here, I don't know what this season would be like oh, for him. It, it, would, be, it, it would not be what it is. They'd finish ninth in the Big Ten without him. Come on. You think that you think they could finish that high? <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. clears throat> Excuse my voice. Sorry, it's morning voice. He uh, – I mean, he, he's he's been as dominant for his team as anybody outside of Zach Eady. Well, and I was curious to get your thoughts, too, on this. It seemed like it was a, a no-brainer that Zach Eady won Big Ten Player of the Year. It was no surprise, but I felt I like, disagree with that. that it's no, a no, 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 no. Hold on. Which, hold on. I'm not saying I thought it was a no-brainer. Oh, okay. I'm saying I think a lot of people thought it was a no-brainer, but I thought – when you look at the way Trace Jackson Davis played in those final, I don't know, since January, so the final what two and a half months or so, I right. thought he was, I thought he was the best player in the Big Ten, and that's not taking anything away from Zach Eady. I mean, he has a pedestrian day, and it's eighteen and fifteen. Right. Uh, but I thought that the way Trace Jackson Davis could dominate games, the way he he's so athletic, uh, maybe the way Indiana finished with you know that roller coaster win loss win loss win loss those final six games, um, maybe that played a role, but I thought for a majority of the season, he was the best player in the Big Ten. Well, you know, I, I mean, I, you have to look at the totality of the season. And I, I look, I don't think that Edie is player of the year. I, I thought that uh, Trace really closed the gap as the season wore on. But if, if I had a vote, and I don't vote on anything, but if I had a vote, it would be Edie with, uh, with Trace a, a close second. In the Big Ten, for me, it's a co. I think they're both co-players of the year in the Big Ten uh, just because of how I think that Trace Jackson Davis did end up doing more, uh, but he had that, that span where he didn't. Right. Ended up costing him. And, and he's been consistent. I mean, yeah. every game he's, he's, you know, putting up the numbers. And it's not like he's surrounded by greatness. But that's why, and that's why they're not going to win, in my opinion. Right. Yeah. I look. IU's got two pros, Jackson Davis and Hood Shafino. Uh, Purdue's got one, and you know, and, and even then, I think he's a low second round pick because of uh, the you know his style of play and the fact the NBA you know twenty years ago he'd have been a top five pick. But the game has changed so significantly 
that I don't think a guy like Zach Eady, uh, you know, maybe he's a bench guy for you. You can block some shots. You can do some things around the rim. But, no, I, I still think I still think they made the right call. Um, but, you know, as far as uh, the postseason, I still think Indiana is going to go further than Purdue. We'll, we'll see if I'm right. Oh, Brian Buck, we love you. I uh, love you too, man. Appreciate you. I think I, I, I said this a few weeks ago when you made that comment initially. I agree and disagree. I think. Way to waffle there, Dustin. Uh, right, right. I'm really making yeah, oh, a wow. claim. Really Way making to a climb claim. out on the limb there. Here's this. Okay, so my concern with Purdue is how it is every year. That like when you get into the postseason, their guards haven't. Outside of the year they had Carson. Do you mean Edwards. the fact that in 120 years of basketball they've only been to two Final Fours? Is that what okay. you mean? No, I mean. Oh, okay. Outside of having Carson Edwards, their guards have not really been elite, and you have to be good at the guard position to win in March. And I feel like people can figure out whether it's. They know they figure out a way to defend or neutralize the biggest guy on the floor. St. Peter's did it last year with Edie. They've other teams have figured out ways to neutralize the big guy. So those are my concerns with Purdue. For Indiana, that team is top of the bench. So if they get into a situation where they have to go I, I, toe for toe or in the overtime, like I think that they can win the first round, but that second round game. They get nothing from their bench. Are you, talk, are you talking about all. Indiana now? Yes. I'm, yeah, that is my Dude, concern for Indiana. But, here, but they're off until Friday. Oh, well, That has nothing to do with the NCAA tournament. They have to play two games in three days. Not, they get re- they're going to be rested. Two games in three days is I'm, easy once you get to that point. You've got the week off in between. You can't get four points from your bench and win in March. That's no, my opinion. I, absolutely and not. That's what and they're I getting. agree with that. Well, you're, you're right. And Bob, he's right. They – their bench has been depleted. Geronimo has uh, been on and off the injury list. Um, Tamar Bates is yeah, just not out since July. Yeah. Uh, so like. the starters, and even the starters, they're not, they cannot get consistency from from Miller. I mean, shoot the damn ball. He's freaking forty six percent, but doesn't put up shots. At least Trey Galloway will put some shots up. Um, but they, Miller cop has to try to put more shots up. In my opinion, he, he, he has the opportunity. People say that they don't work a set shot bull crap. He's six foot seven. Put yourself in, the, in a position where we, when you catch the ball, you're in a, you're in a range to be able to shoot the ball yeah. and go up and shoot over a guy. You're six, seven, but that's neither here nor there. But I think that's what this team will have to do to win. You you cannot two-man this thing. No. They, Past they need, everybody. They need somebody. You think about the Butler runs. And I remember, was it Smith, came off the bench uh, against Kansas State, a really good Kansas State team, and played lights out. And you've got to have somebody that you don't expect come out and give you 10, 12 really good minutes. Maybe that's Tamar Bates. Maybe he finds his range uh, after being cold for the last God knows how long. Um, maybe that's Geronimo. What, whatever. Um, by the way, mil- everybody says mil- milk toast. It's, that's not how you spell it. That's not how you spell it, boys and girls. It's milk toast, M-I-L-Q-U-E-T-O-A-S-T, milk toast. Yeah, it's not like you put a piece of bread in milk. 
<laughs> right. So we're here to help. We're editors. Exactly. This is, see, constant learning, baby. Constant, constant learning. learning. It's what it's all about. If you're not learning, you're going backwards. Um, the, the, big, the Big Ten tournament, I, this thing is wide, wide open. Yeah, no great teams. And Purdue can win this. Indiana can win this. Iowa can win this. Michigan State can win it. But I don't think – I think that there's just one Northwestern. I forgot about them, didn't I? Uh, yeah. I think there's like five or six teams that can win this. I agree. I agree. I, I think uh, – I mean, you look down the list, even like a, a, a Michigan has got an outside chance. I mean, there's they're, they're not good, but, I mean, they look pretty good against IU the other day. But um, – I, I, I agree with you. I think there are six or seven teams, and you got a lot of teams on, on the bubble. Um, so, I mean, they're, they're going to be playing like their hair's on fire. So, uh, it, it's going to be very competitive. I'm looking forward uh, to watching the games today, even though it's the crap teams. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching the games today because I have no life. Well, I mean, do. Uh, but yeah, but me too, because they are fighting and sometimes those are the best games uh, because people are rising up. And then the NCAA tournament, of course, on the heels uh, coming up next week. Indiana, I, I've said it yesterday. I, I think Indiana's pretty set at a four seed unless yeah. something crazy happens and they go and win the Big Ten tournament and and even with that, I think they need a little help up front with, with some agree. people dropping. Um, and I don't know who that would. That would have to be somebody from the Big 12, basically, because there's right. so many Big 12 teams in front of them, which that's possible because the big, there's going to be losses in the Big 12 tournament. But they would have to look really good, I think, winning. Yeah, yeah. Well. I, th- I think they're pretty much pigeonholed at, at four. But you're right. I mean, if – if everything falls right and they win the Big Ten tournament and a couple of teams in front of them, uh, you know, fall on their backside, I could see them moving up to three, but uh, I, I I don't see it. Make sure you stop and record that, John. He said, uh, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who is your upset team to win the Big Ten? Uh, it's not an upset, but Michigan State. I, I just love Izzo this time of year. I think it is an upset uh, because they're, they're, they snuck into that double buy. Right. And man, boy, I, I you still give, think. You give me three games with Tom Izzo, man. I, I like my chances. Anytime a team sneaks into something like that, so quiet, it's like they quietly just like slid right into this little double buy situation with no noise. You know, everybody's worried about Indiana. Are they going to get a double buy? Here's Michigan State. They made it in without playing a game. Actually, they made it, actually they made it in by not playing a game. Um, right. So, uh, what's up next for you? We know you've got the piece out right now. Go to the Athletic. Uh, it's a great piece out on Trace Jackson Davis. Um, Thank you. You haven't read that. it, but that's okay. I've been I've been reading <laughs> I've been reading parts of it while we're on while we're doing <laughs> this segment. I figured that was your that was your preparation for the show. Yeah. Well, it's only been out for four hours. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, I'm going up to uh, – well, I don't know how well you knew him. Remember David Benner? Yes, sir. The PR uh, guy for the, for the yes. Pacers. 
Yes, He's sir. having a celebration of life today at Gamebridge Fieldhouse. If anybody uh, you know, wants to, it's, it's open. So it's going to be in the, in the concourse there, the entry pavilion at uh, Gamebridge. And uh, then I'm going to head on up uh, tomorrow to Chicago and uh, cover, cover Indiana and Purdue and see how that shakes out. Yeah, David, better disposed of you, our, our, all of our listeners in the Indianapolis area. I'm sure you're very familiar with him, former writer at the Star, mm-hmm. and then spent, what, the last 20 years? As- 20, I think it's 27 years or something like that as the Pacers uh, public, public relations, media relations guy. Lovely man, and, and, and he'll be missed. How, how smart of a move did he make in career choices? Yeah, well, yeah. Well, that we was all, a good one. Yeah, that, that worked out well for him. Uh, and Bob, I will see. Yeah, I'm leaving. I'll leave tomorrow as well. So, All right, I'll, uh, sounds good. We'll uh, are you, uh, we'll uh, we'll go out and grab a cocktail. Absolutely, the All great right, one, Bob Kravitz here on Indiana Sports Beat Radio from the Athletic. Make sure you go read his piece on Trace Jackson Davis right now. We're back with more. Brought to you by our good friends from Go Team, a part of the Great Endeavor family. Go team, for those of you that are on the go, whether it's you, your family, the kids, fresh, tasty food that's convenient to eat on the fly, Go team was created for go-getters like you, full of health, breathy, fresh ingredients. GoTeenBites.com or pick them up at BB's Market. Back with more right after this. We'll be right back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Endeavor Hospitality Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. Golfers, here's a deal you won't want to pass up. The Golf Club at Eagle Point in Bloomington is offering a very special two-year gold anniversary membership for only $299. That's right, just $299 covers your green fees for the next two years at Eagle Point. It includes tee times starting as early as up to 10 a.m. with one week in advanced tee time bookings. You just cover your card fees. Now, there is a limited number of memberships available, so go to EaglePoint.com right now and get yours today. Looking for someone to cater your next corporate event, family reunion, or tailgate? To some, a garnish may be nothing more than just a decoration put last on a plate. But in Bloomington, catering starts with Garnish Catering. Serving all of Bloomington and surrounding areas, Garnish Catering is waiting to help make your next event one to remember. Planning a great event shouldn't have to be stressful. Whether we quote you just for catering or a total event package, you can trust that you're making the right choice with Garnish Catering. Visit GarnishCatering.com. Garnish Catering is a proud partner of WOW Network. Courtroom Sports Grill in Bedford prides itself on providing their guests with fresh, innovative dishes with a Cajun cuisine designed to please your palate and your wallet. Every item on their menu is made from scratch using only the freshest ingredients. It's a great place to catch a game, meet up with friends for a night out, or have dinner with the family. We'll see you in the dining room because we guarantee you'll like it. Courtroom Sports Grill, located in the heart of downtown Bedford and is a part of Endeavor Hospitality's WOW Network. Country living is just a swing away. It can be hard to find the exact home that fits your family's needs, so there couldn't be a better time to build a new home with Property Shore Construction. Now building exclusively south of Bloomington within the Stonecrest Golf Community. Choose from one of the gorgeous Stonecrest Signature Series house plans. We have several lots available with scenic views of the golf course. Contact Amy Rhoda with Rebesco Real Estate for additional information. 812-583-0919 or go to mystonecrestliving.com. That's mystonecrestliving.com for more details. 
Metalworks Brewery Company, located just off the square in Bloomington near Cabello, is locally owned and operated by Endeavor Hospitality Group. Launched from a previous staple in Bloomington, the former Function Brewery, Metalworks Brewery Company is the culmination of a passion for beer, food, and custom metal art. Check out their custom growlers. Metalworks Brewery Company has an updated menu, new brews, and will be offered in all Endeavor Hospitality restaurants. Come taste with Dr. Hobbs' Brewing. Metalworks Brewing Company. Bring your passion and your thirst. Feast Market and Cellar, a part of Endeavor Hospitality's Wild Club, is located next door to Southern Stone Restaurant on Patterson and Rogers. It's one of the most popular gathering spots in Bloomington. Whether you're out on a date with your spouse, friends, or coworkers, Feast Market and Cellar offers an extensive wine selection with a sommelier on staff to help you with your selections. Feast also provides a wide variety of cheeses, gourmet sandwiches, entrees, a coffee bar, bread, pastries, all made fresh and mouthwatering. Stop by Feast Market and Cellar today. This segment is brought to you by REMAX Advanced Realty, Indie Home Pro's team by Cheryl Sizemore. Now back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Endeavor Hospitality Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. Welcome back. Indiana Sports Speed Radio here on this Wednesday. Just with me from Outsider.com. Hope you're having a great week. We're at the midway point. And actually, pull the rockets, man. Light the fuses. It's tournament time. And it starts today officially for us. The Big Ten tournament gets underway up in Chicago at the United Center. We'll be tracking those games. Trace Jackson Davis was uh, named unanimous first team All Big Ten, of course. As was Zach Eady. Jalen Hutchifino is your freshman of the year in the Big Ten. First freshman of the year from Indiana since, take a guess, Eric Vonley. Oh, Noah Vonley. I, I, I figured people would guess Romeo Langford or Yogi Ferrell. Ah, there's a lot of wow. There's a lot of Indiana's had a lot of really good freshmen. Wow, well, yeah, Yogi <laughs> didn't get it, huh? I thought that that was a trick question. We had to go back to the 2000s to, to well, it kind of was a trick question because there's so was. many options in there. I mean, that's true. Noah Von Ley would have been my last guess. Uh, the entire first team in the Big Ten includes Zach Eady, Chase Jackson Davis, Chris Murray, Jalen Pickett, and Terrence Shannon. from the coaches, Boo Booey from the media, and Hunter Dickinson of the media. Yeah, I um, – we, we uh, actually, I'm a, I need to pull up the uh, rivals, all Big Ten selection as well, that uh, was put out yesterday as well. Let's see. Uh, where can I find that? Because I know Trace Jackson Davis was – he did not get um, the defensive player of the year in either, I don't think, which was a little surprising for me. Yeah, it was um, uh, Caleb McConnell and uh, – was it Chase Chase Aldridge was the other one? Chase Adige. Cha- Chase Aldridge, yes, Chase Aldridge. Ta- Chase Adige, my bad. I was thinking of uh, LaMarcus Aldridge and Chase Adige. My bad. 
Well, in the uh, rivals, all the rivals, all Big Ten, uh, and this is this was voted on strictly by the rivals coverage people in that cover the, the Big Ten. Um, Chris Murray, Trace Jackson, Davis, Zach Eady, all with fifty four points. The first team, Jalen Pickett, and Boo Booey. Mm-hmm. See, I I did not have Boo Booey on my first team. He's pretty good, but I, Hunter Dick. Yeah, but but Boo Booey's done more. I will agree, he's done more for a team and lifted a team to more. So he probably deserves that. And uh, so I'm going to acknowledge that and and actually wish I would have reversed that in hindsight. Uh, second team: Hunter Dickinson, Terrence Shannon, Jameer Young from Maryland, Bryce Sensiball, the freshman from Ohio State. Tyson Walker of Michigan State and Chase Adige from Northwestern, the third team. Jalen Hood Shafino, Clifford Mori, Joy Hauser from Michigan State, Jed Howard of Michigan, and uh, Flip Rebracca from Iowa. No one from Indiana getting honorable mention, but then we go down. Big Ten Player of the Year with Zach Eady. Close. Um, he took it 14 of the 18 votes. For player of the year. And just Trace get the other four, I'm guessing. I would I would imagine, but who knows the Kansas or the uh Iowa people could have voted Chris Murray. Who knows? Big <laughs> True. Big, Big Ten freshman of the year was selected as Jalen Hutchifino by by the big rivals in the Big Ten. Uh it was a two player race, of course, between him and Sensiball, but he won that easily twelve to six. Do you think? Do you think Jalen Hood Shafino wins wins that award because of? I mean, he was great all season, but if he doesn't have that game against Purdue, does he still win? Do you think? No. Well, no, I don't know, but he wasn't great all season. He had to learn. He had to. He was thrust right. into this. Well, no, when no. I mean, X went down, and he had he had a learning curve. Man, he there were many games where his inconsistency was showing where he was going. He, you know, right. Two for twelve, and, and this and that. But he, even during that time, he was doing other things to run the offense, learning. Um, but he got to the point to where he was doing it all: scoring, shooting, um, and just really developed into a complete he, player. And he didn't have uh, a Bryce Sensible does not have a Trace Jackson Davis on his team that's scoring twenty eight, thirty points a game taking that away from him either so you got to keep that in mind right well I'm just I'm saying uh I know he had his struggles when I say great all season I mean along the lines of a freshman like you you know that those guys are going to have those kind of mistakes there if if they don't it's few and far between and those guys are going to be lottery picks so in terms of him being a freshman I thought he was great all year I just didn't want it to seem like the only reason he's winning that award is because of the Purdue game I think that that kind of sealed it to have 35 points in that game, basically lead Indiana to a win, an upset win, a place they hadn't won. And I like to me, that was what put him. He wasn't going to lose that award after that performance. That's just to me. I thought that was one of the best performances I've seen from an Indiana freshman in a really long time. Uh, the Big Ten Sixth Man of the Year went to Peyton Sanford from Iowa. Took seven of the eighteen votes. That was so. That one votes. That was really cut up. Coach of the Year went to Matt Painter. 
And I was in a discussion with this last night again with someone who just firmly believed Matt Painter was the coach here. And I'm, and I think it's Chris Collins. I do too. Northwestern was picked to finish what? 13th? 13th. And they ended up and, second. And it's Northwestern. Right. They've only made the Big Ten tournament one time in their history prior to this. Not Wait, only that. NCAA tournament. That's what I meant. I'm sorry. <laughs> They've only made the NCAA tournament. 2017 was it. Yep. And now they're a number two seed in the Big Ten tournament. They Or wherever they finished. Yeah, in the Big Ten. That's they, – they swept Indiana. I mean, come on. Right, really? They they swept. They he is three and zero against Mike Woodson and Matt Painter. So yeah, um, here's the thing. This is this was the argument that I heard. For, and it's Northwestern for God's sake. It, yes, here's this was the argument I heard from Matt Painter. Was they lost so much from last season? They lost no. Jay Nivey, Travion Williams. Let me finish. I know. And they won the league by three games, which is true. They were picked to finish seventh. Six, seven, somewhere in that neighborhood, and they won the league by three games. They also had the National Player of the Year. They're Purdue. You, ex- I mean, I know where they were picked, but you, like, it's like the Bo Ryan effect with Matt Painter to me. I expect Purdue now never to finish below fifth in the Big Ten. Like that's just that's just a credit, like the Matt Painter effect. So I'm not downplaying. I think he was a really good coach and did a great job getting his team to a Big Ten championship, but. Northwestern had a, was not good or not particularly good a season ago. Has been to the tournament once, as you mentioned, Jim. They, they lost. Picked, forget, they, don't forget they lost one player to Duke and another one to North Carolina. Ex- exactly. Chris Collins was on the hot seat. Northwestern was picked to finish thirteenth, and they finished second. I don't. I don't know what else. If that doesn't warrant Coach of the Year, I don't know what we would be even be doing. And that again, that takes nothing away from what Matt Painter accomplished this season. It's just to me, Chris Collins did so much more with less. And I know they had a senior laden team, but my goodness, they faced an uphill battle from the start, and they lost to Pitt by what, like thirty points. So everybody was writing off Northwestern, and here we are. So who's I? I agree. Chris Collins was the Big Ten Coach of the Year. Like, can't, like it's not even a contest. Cabral needs to uh, chime in what he thinks. He said something. Is somebody seeing Buddy Guy? Well, he mentioned uh, maybe he's in Chicago then. I don't know. Mm. There you go. See, Kevin's on it, man. He knows Kevin is going on it. He's, he's not even going to the Big Ten Tournament. He'll be at the SEC Tournament. Good, good luck with that. Yeah, have fun with that. that won't <laughs> well, last. he's covering he, the Gators, so it'll be a short. It'll be a short. I, I was going to say he won't be there long. <laughs> so there's that, um, which is nice. But yeah, at least we're going to Chicago and not Minneapolis. Well, this yeah. year. No, see, you <laughs> see, you had you had to go there. I I did have to go there. I got to bring it up. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Let me make sure. Da, da, da. Yeah. Okay. I just want to make sure I hit all that. Uh, But, yeah, I'm looking forward to the game starting. Uh, The work production in America will begin to go down uh, starting this week, but really starting to tail next week. Um, I mean, this goes back decades now. Three, 
people when the NCAA tournament rolled around, it was like, oh yeah, everybody's watching games. Just think of back in the day, they didn't have the ability to watch them on a computer or all that stuff. Now you do. Right. You can be working here and have the game up over here and, or hell have two or three games up over you can here have it on, for that matter. On your monitor and on your phone. And if you have an iPad or uh, what are those things called? The the tablet, something like that. You could get three games going. The tablet or something like that. Uh, I don't know what yes. called. Yeah, something like that. I'm just looking forward to the games. Uh, I'm looking forward to some of the upsets. And some of these, uh, these big upsets that we see in the NCAA tournament, I started to think, do you know what? I, I think a big part of that has to do with those, the teams that get upset, the bigger, well-named teams. They're playing in much bigger, much tougher conferences and conference tournaments. Yep. Think about teams that come out. Think about the teams that are coming out of the Big 12, the Big 10. They have just been pounded and Don I was talking to Don the other night and just talking about how this team is you know they're tired right they're physically tired they really are and I'm sure they're not one that to me is part of the reason why you find these upsets those other teams they they don't they don't have the stress number one they don't have that mental stress that these bigger teams play. They're playing conference tournaments a lot of the times a week in advance. Right. An entire week in advance. Yeah. And get to rest and get healthy. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so there's a little bit of that that, that goes into that. Yeah, that's the one thing. That's the one thing I've always had a gripe with, and it's never going to change because it's all about the television dollars. But if you're looking at it in terms of fairness, you'd play the conference tournaments at all the exact same time because then there's no there's no real advantage to very few people that are involved with it like the conference tournaments. And when I say involved with it, I mean coaches. They would rather not be playing this tournament. Well, and Matt Painter said after they lost to Maryland a few weeks ago. Somebody asked him, how do you get your team ready for the Big Ten and, and NCAA tournament? Or so, some question along those lines. And he said, I could care less about the Big Ten tournament. See, I mean, that's just what it is. But it's it's a money grab, and it brings in a ton of money, brings in a ton of fans, brings in a ton, in a ton of viewership. So it's never going anywhere. And you just don't want it to affect your NCAA tournament seating. That's right. Uh, but, yeah, it looks great on a resume to win one, especially if you need to win it. Well, uh, but if you don't, you're like, I'm just going to go. On. It's just like, why? I've got to put my my team through this stress, through this well, mental and physical stress for something that doesn't really matter because we got to turn it. We've already played an entire season that did matter. Yep. And then we have this big tournament that really matters. And you're going to force us to play this other stupid tournament in between that has no reflection whatsoever on many of the teams. You know what they should do? The teams that have no shot to get in, that's who should play in the Big Ten tournament or should play in the oh, tournaments. I agree. That? I I completely agree. I think if you are I think the top four teams should not if in an ideal world, the top four teams should not have to play. 
Bam. Oh, my God, what a great idea I just came up with. we got to take a break. We're going to think on that a little bit more. Don't forget, if you're in the market for a home in the Indianapolis area, you need Cheryl Sizemore and her two decades of experience. It could be the difference between you getting the home you want or not. Reach out to her, Cheryl, at IndyHomePros.com. She's a great sponsor of IU Athletics and of Indiana Sports Beat Radio, and we love and appreciate her very much. And if you're down in the Louisville, southern Indiana, Floyd, Clark, Harrison, uh, Scott County areas, all down through there, Barbara Pop Real Estate Services have served those communities for over three decades. Reach out to Barbara, BarbaraPop.com, or our friend Matt Lincoln, Matt at BarbaraPop.com. We're back with more and Kyle Ned and Rip from the Indy Star right after this. We'll be right back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Endeavor Hospitality Group and Andy Moore Honda of Bloomington. Andy Moore Honda is Bloomington's number one Honda dealer simply because you get the best deals. And right now, it's the Certified Dream Deal Sales Event. Get 0.99% APR financing for well-qualified buyers on all 2017 through 2021 Honda Certified Pre-Owned Accords, Civics, CRVs, HRVs, and Pilots. See dealer for financing deals. Andy Moore Honda, Bloomington's number one Honda dealer. Get more to your door with AndyMoreHonda.com. Come see us at the all-new Andy Moore Honda, now in Bloomington. Whether it's at our place or yours, great food and a great time is our guarantee. Endeavor Hospitality is a locally owned and operated restaurant group also offering catering services in Bloomington, Indiana. Our local restaurants provide an array of options that never leave you bored. Just to tempt you with a few mouth-watering options, experience a charcuterie board at Feast, Southern Stone's Fried Chicken, Vegan Tacos at the Owlery, an authentic Italian meal at Cabello, or a hearty breakfast at BB's Market. Your next dining endeavor starts by visiting Endeavor, Indiana, or downloading the WOW Club app to earn exclusive dining rewards. Endeavor Hospitality and the WOW Network. Looking for something different for lunch or dinner? Visit Cabello Restaurant, located on the square in downtown Bloomington. Experience the tastes and traditions of the Italian heritage right here in southern Indiana. Enjoy handmade pasta and house-made desserts. At Cabello, they curate local produce, purchase fresh meats from BB's Market, so every meal you share at Cabello has roots in our community. Catering options are available, and we have private rooms available for reservations, whether for dinner or business meetings. Capello on the square. Always on the go, whether it's you, your kids, or the team. It's hard to find fresh, tasty food that is convenient to eat on the fly. Goteen was created for go-getters like you. Goteen is full of fresh, healthy ingredients, and each recipe contains high-quality protein powder. And guess what? They come in multiple flavors and taste great. High-achieving people like you need a great-tasting source of energy to conquer the day. Just go to GoTeenBites.com or pick them up at BB's Market. Goteen is a proud partner of Endeavor Hospitality's WOW Network. Golfers, here's a deal you won't want to pass up. The Golf Club at Eagle Point in Bloomington is offering a very special two-year gold anniversary membership for only $299. That's right, just $299 covers your green fees for the next two years at Eagle Point. It includes tee times starting as early as up to 10 a.m. with one week in advanced tee time bookings. You just cover your card fees. Now, there is a limited number of memberships available, so go to EaglePoint.com right now and get yours today. Now available throughout the Bloomington area is a fresh, home-cooked, nutritious meal prep that we cook up. The Fresh Fork takes care of all the planning, shopping, and prepping and can even deliver them to your doorstep once a week. 
That's right. It's the fastest, simplest, and easiest way to avoid decision fatigue. You pick your plan and pick up at BB's Market with no extra charge. So leave the heavy lifting to us and enjoy healthy eating with stocked meals in your fridge. Order online today at thefreshfork.com. Fresh Fork is a proud partner of WOW Network. This segment is brought to you by Courtroom Sports Grill in Bedford. Now back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle. Presented by Endeavor Hospitality Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. Welcome back, Indiana Sports Beat Radio here on this Wednesday. It is March 8th. Jim Coyle, Dustin Schutte along with you. Um, Kyle Nen Rip from the Indy Star as well. I've heard that it's tournament time, Kyle Ned and Rip, that there's basketball going on out and about. There is. You're right. You're correct. You are correct, sir. Um, man, the, the colleges are getting started this week. Of course, the Big Ten tournament. Luckily, it's not in Indianapolis this year. Well, not luckily, unfortunately for me. But uh, but that creates some room. It opens up the less headaches for the the boys' tournament, I, I think, because they always kind of cross paths a little bit. But now, um, as where are we in boys? Are we in the regional play this week? Yeah. Uh, one game, they changed the uh, format a little bit this year, so it's a one-game regional, and then next week will be kind of like the regional used to be. It'll be a two-game, kind of a semi-state, uh, you know, the winter night in the semi-state. And then, of course, the regional locations. How many are there? Are there eight still or are there four? Uh, there is, uh, what is it? There are 64 teams left, so 64 champions oh. and uh, six, uh, or, uh, six, 16 in each class. So you'll have uh, whatever that comes out to. Man, they're My, all over the place this week. Yeah, I mean, Cathedral Ben Davis probably the biggest game. And, uh, you know, there will be a lot of good games, though. should be a fun week of basketball. Now, are, are they stacked up to where they've got multiple games in the same places? Or yeah, there's gonna... two, game, two games at each site. So uh, you got a. I think most of them are one o'clock, four o'clock, and then uh, four either either that set up or four o'clock, seven o'clock. So you got uh, you know they're staggered out uh, slightly uh, to uh, you know I don't know why they do that exactly, but that's just kind of how it is. But then you won't have the championship game. Obviously, won't be or what they are technically games and then those two winners at each site will filter into uh to the semi-state next week uh with two other teams from a different regional so and we'll see it's first year they've done that so you know kind of looking forward to see how that uh, looks next week at the semi-state but a little different and i think people still uh you know some people may not even know this is the case who, who haven't been following it but it's uh you know just a little bit different format than we've seen before yeah, I see uh, Bloomington North uh, takes on Columbus North at, at Seymour, one of the games there. Um, and let's see, who else plays? I'm assuming uh, 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 Jennings County, are they playing somebody? Didn't they come out of the Jeffersonville sectional, I would imagine? Yeah, they did. They uh, ended up winning a pretty dramatic uh win in the first game. They beat Bedford North Lawrence in two overtimes and then uh, took down – Jeff and New Albany, so uh, pretty exciting for Jennings County. They they are playing down at uh, uh, at uh, Seymour. See Seymour, yeah, they're playing uh, 
Evansville rights. So, yeah, that's pretty uh, wide open. Uh, they play uh, Bloomington North and then Columbus North, like you said, and uh, Jennings County plays Evansville rights. So those four, you know, two of those winners will come out of that, and then the two winners from Southport uh, will play uh, also. So, yeah, the Southport Regional is really good. Uh, New Pile and Brownsburg in one game, and then, you know, Cathedral and Ben Davis in the other game. So you got, you know, Cathedral's the defending state champs and Ben Davis number one and undefeated. So, you know, those two teams squaring off, that's kind of what people I think have been, you know, thinking could happen or have been looking forward to. So, and they played earlier this year. Ben Davis beat them by about 12, I believe. But, uh, but yeah, that should be outstanding. And then, you know, up north you've got uh, Marcus Burton and Penn. They've got a tough game. I think people uh, may be sleeping on Chesterton a little bit, you know, because uh, Travis Grayson graduated. But that team came back from last year who made the state finals. So, you know, they'll, they'll have a good challenge with uh, – Chesterton up at Michigan City, and then you know at Logansport you have Noblesville and Fort Wayne Wayne, and uh, Kokomo and Fort Wayne North, and I think uh, you know Noblesville and Kokomo I think should get through there. Noblesville are at uh, Logansport, I'm sorry, but uh, you know, and then you could have Penn and and Hammond Central plays Mishawaka. I don't, you know, haven't seen Hammond Central this year. I, I have in the past, and know they're a really good. They're 25 and one, uh, but uh, you know that could potentially be a really you could have uh you know in the north you could have Penn, Hammond Central, Noblesville and Kokomo, which I think would be a really good uh foursome up there. So four A's just really deep this year. I think deeper than normal. The South that look South quadrant with Seymour or the one that's gonna be played at Seymour is probably a little bit uh unknown or a little bit maybe weaker um you know than than uh, some of the rest, but you know I would that Jennings County team's been really fun to watch. Bloomington North's got J.Q. Roberts, who's a excellent player, going to Vanderbilt, and and Wrights is always good, and they're kind of back uh, this year. Good senior class, uh, so just overall, it's a really deep senior class, which kind of leads to some really good games. And we saw a ton of good uh, sectional games last week. A lot of buzzer beaters, a lot of you know upsets. Uh, you know, kind of a just kind of a wild week of basketball. A lot of fun. Yeah, and, and I mentioned Jennings County earlier, and and I kind of chuckle because when I was in school, they were the they were the the beaten bag man. They they just they were just they get beat up whether it was by Floyd Central or New Albany or Jeffersonville, whomever. They were they were a team that just did not finish high in anything basically, and for them to have this kind of success, that's that's major because you beat every major team there along the way to get to where they're going. And I'm going to assume they've never been to a semi-state, so they they have a shot to make the semi-state, unless it was way back a long time ago. Yeah, they're they're. A, I saw them play a Brownstown uh, earlier this year. They really shoot the three ball, the three well. Uh, and the next night after I saw them, they they beat Brownstown and then lost to Center Grove in a really close game. Uh, at, I think that was their first loss of the season. I think they started like 12 and zero or thirteen and zero. And, uh, you know, I was impressed when I saw them play in person. I didn't, you know, wasn't sure, you know, what kind of schedule they'd played up to that point, but they beat Columbus North. They, you know, they beat Greensburg, who's always good. And then they, they beat Brownstown. Then they go on and, you know, that the, some of those powerhouse teams of, of normal, you know, the, the Bloomington Souths and the, you know, they did lose to Jeffersonville, but then rebounded and beat them in the sectional. But, you know, they beat a really good Scottsburg team who's still playing in 3A. So, you know, and that Blue, that uh, Bedford North Lawrence team was really playing well as well. They had to come back big deficits. They were actually down nine points in in the second overtime, and 
came back and beat Bedford North Lawrence, which is pretty, you know, pretty rare that that would happen. But uh, as far as coming back from that amount, but you know, really good team. That that's uh, I think they have a chance probably to get through there. I, I think it's pretty wide open in that Seymour Regional. But yeah, I think in uh, you know looking here, they they did win the regional in 1998, so they made it to the semi state and lost to Lawrence Central, which, uh, you know, I, I remember, uh, you know, that game's sort of a, you know, one of those somewhat famous games. They lost, I think that game was at Assembly Hall uh, in uh, 1998, so lost to Lawrence Central and didn't didn't make it to the state finals. But, uh, but yeah, it's been a long time coming anyway. You can see the, you know, they posted about the, uh, you know, the uh, – the fire trucks going through town after they won the sectional and all that. So pretty cool to see, you know, programs like that. I know Lake Station up north hadn't won a sectional since 1941. Uh, so so it's always neat when those schools that haven't experienced that success uh, are able to to have that happen for them. Flory uh, Badonga and Kokomo, uh, you mentioned them a little bit. Uh, they, they're they still moving along in this tournament, i.e. recruit Flory Badonga, and they – They've got a shot to do some damage, man. Yeah, they they uh, had to. They kind of struggled with Her- Lafayette Harrison, who's a good team as well. But they were able to get through that one, and then you know, they blasted Marion uh, in the championship game by I think thirty four points or some somewhere around there. So, yeah, I think they're probably you know I think they're they're probably the team. I don't know if they're the team to beat necessarily. It's hard to know. Uh, you know. These teams haven't played each other, so you know they'll play Fort Wayne Northside, which is not a big team. You know they're they're really guard dominated, dominant, and uh, you know so that'll be a tough matchup, I think, for Fort Wayne Northside. Uh, so I think Kokomo will get through that one, but like I said, I think uh, and I think Noblesville will beat Fort Wayne Wayne, which they're another team. Uh, they they won only four games last year, now they're they're twenty and four this year. Another team that's really guard uh, dominant, uh, and I think that could be a that could be a fun game, interesting game, because Noblesville is kind of that way too. Uh, they came out of that tough Carmel sectional. They, they're again, they're a first-time winner since uh, 2010, so 13 years ago. Uh, but yeah, that sets up. You know, you could have Flory Bedunga, could have Marcus Burton in the same semi-state with uh, Hammond Central and Noblesville potentially. I think that would set up to be a really interesting uh, semi-state next week. So, uh, but yeah, no, no one can really match up with Flory as far as. You know, size-wise goes, I think Ben Davis did a good job on him. Uh, there are a handful of teams that have kind of slowed him down, but uh, when you're shooting 80% from the field, you know, it's uh, pretty pretty rare. Uh, so no one has really been able to stop him. And you have to hope to pack it in and hope their guards miss enough shots where, you know, you can beat them, you know. But, and Harrison almost did that, so it's not like they're impossible to beat. But have really been playing well. I don't, they haven't lost a game in, in a long time. I think it's, uh, you know, been since uh, their uh, holiday tournament when Brownsburg beat them. Uh, so they're on a pretty good winning streak, probably 12, 13-game winning streak now. So they've really got it rolling. Yeah, it's going to take something to, to get him stopped as well. Uh, how about Fort Wayne Blackhawk, Christian, with uh, Matt Roth, former IU player? Uh, what is he in his first year there? And yep. uh, they're they're having a nice little run. Yeah, I mean, they could win it all, I think. And, uh, you know, of course, the story last year, Mark Davidson, their uh, coach, passed away after that battle with cancer. Uh, Mark, uh, truly, you know, one of the best guys I've ever met, just not even coaching-wise, but just human beings and – you know, he passed away. He was able to meet uh, Matt Roth. Mark kind of stepped aside and, 
you know, I think that was in, gosh, I forget the timeline. It was pretty much right after the season. So he kind of handed the, the uh, you know, the, the, the rain to uh, Matt Roth and, and stepped, Matt stepped into a really good situation with uh, what he had coming back uh, and, and everything Mark had done for that program to kind of build it up over the years. So, you know, hoping to catch up with Matt at some point. And, and I think they're going to be, you know, they're, they're got to be one of the top teams, I think, in that class. That's a really good class, by the way. I mean, class 2A is just a loaded, uh, loaded group this year, but, you know, Tipton's not an easy team. They're going to play them at LaPel. And then uh, Wapahani is also playing at LaPel. Again, these teams don't, you know, you only play one game now. But, you know, Wapahani's a team they could possibly see the following week. And they're uh, second in the state this year. Really good team, 24 uh, wins and uh, haven't lost since the season opener. So, you know, you've got that team. You got, uh, but I think the winner, you know, the, the, those two teams are probably the favorite to come. Whoever comes out of that, uh, you could also throw Gary 21st Century uh, into that uh, mix. I think uh, they're very good. It's another another team that's really senior heavy. Uh, Ashton Williamson, their point guard, is is an exceptional player. Uh, so, you know, between those four, you know, there are those three, I guess it would be Blackhawk, Wapahani, and uh, Gary 21st. Those are all three very good uh, 2A teams. And then down south, of course, you have Brownstown uh, with Jack Venter and uh, Linton Stockton, who's number one, been number one all season. So you know, just a lot of a lot of really good teams in 2A that uh, should make it, uh, you know, pretty, pretty interesting down the stretch here. Of course, you're going to be going to uh, the game of of the week, uh, which that's almost like a state championship type of uh, game. I'm going to assume, man, that environment will be. Yeah, the Cathedral Ben Davis game that'll be should be awesome. Four o'clock uh, Saturday, and the the first game will be also very good. I think between New Pal and Brownsburg, but you know that game's at one o'clock. So yeah, these game you know just so fans kind of know you know they'll they'll play the game, do the trophies and cut down the nets and then put the nets back up and then play another regional game. So it's a little bit different than it's been uh, in the past. So, you know, there's a little bit of a gap between those games uh, because of that, but uh, yeah, one o'clock, four o'clock and uh, the, like the, the Logan sport regional, for example, is four o'clock, seven o'clock. So you got, you know, basically between those times uh, pretty much everywhere, uh, you know, be those, those, I think South is four o'clock, seven o'clock. So you got some, you know, some different times, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, that Southport regional should be really good. Uh, I just know like cathedral has not handled the ball very well. And it gets that, uh, Ben Davis pressure. Uh, that's to me, that's kind of the biggest question mark is can cathedral, uh, you know, handle the ball well enough to beat them. And I don't, I don't know that will be the case, uh, but cathedral has got some great talent, obviously with Booker and Booker played really well in the sectional last week. And I think he's, uh, kind of flipped the switch a little bit here once the tournament starts. And, you know, Jerron Tibbs has had a great year, Jake Davis. And, you know, the question will be the guard play. Can they can they handle the ball against that Ben Davis pressure and keep those, you know, keep those runs from happening, basically? And, and can they stop Ben Davis from from doing that? So that, I think that's the biggest uh, uh, key to that game. Is Jalen Harrison and uh, Trent Sisley still playing? Nope, they're both out. Uh, both Fisher's out. lost. Uh, Noblesville won that sectional, and uh, Heritage Hills uh, lost uh, before the championship game. Uh, North Davies came out of that sectional. Line through both of their names, baby. They're out. Yeah. Man, 
Kyle Nedenrip from the Indy Star is a busy, busy man, but if you want to follow the uh, Indiana high school basketball trail, he's the guy to follow. Can't pre- pre- appreciate you so much. You bet. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. You bet. Kyle Nedenrip from Indy Star. Make sure you give him a follow, especially for uh, Indiana high school basketball coverage. We've got the great one, Rick Bozich, coming up next here on Indiana Sports Beat Radio, brought to you by our good friends at Metaworks Brewery where you can find they're served in all the great Endeavor Hospitality restaurants in and around the Bloomington area. Metalworks Brewing Company is the culmination of a passion for beer, food, and custom metal art alongside a desire to be actively involved in the community. Stop by and have it at any of the great places like the Allery, BB's Market, Cabello, Feast, Courtroom, Sports Grill, Southern Stone, and more. Back with Rick Bozich right after this. We'll be right back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Endeavor Hospitality Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. If you're looking for a home in the Indianapolis area, you need Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Advanced Realty. Cheryl Sizemore has over two decades of experience, and that could be the difference in you getting the home you want in today's tough housing market. Reach out to Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Advanced Realty at Cheryl at IndyHomePros.com or 317-298-0961. Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Advanced Realty. Let Cheryl Sizemore get you in the home you want today. Cheryl at IndyHomePros.com. Hey, this is John, the producer with Indiana Sports Beat Radio. We're now a part of the Rivals Network. The Hoosier.com is where you can find complete coverage of Indiana basketball, football, and plenty more. Simply go to the Hoosier.com and sign up. It's free. You can also find full episodes of Indiana Sports Beat Radio on the homepage or on the station every week, Monday through Friday. If we're not on a station where you live, we should be. Ask for Indiana Sports Beat Radio. Golfers, here's a deal you won't want to pass up. The Golf Club at Eagle Point in Bloomington is offering a very special two-year gold anniversary membership for only $299. That's right, just $299 covers your green fees for the next two years at Eagle Point. It includes tee times starting as early as up to 10 a.m. with one week in advanced tee time bookings. You just cover your card fees. Now, there is a limited number of memberships available, so go to EaglePoint.com right now and get yours today. Looking for someone to cater your next corporate event, family reunion, or tailgate? To some, a garnish may be nothing more than just a decoration put last on a plate. But in Bloomington, catering starts with Garnish Catering. Serving all of Bloomington and surrounding areas, Garnish Catering is waiting to help make your next event one to remember. Planning a great event shouldn't have to be stressful. Whether we quote you just for catering or a total event package, you can trust that you're making the right choice with Garnish Catering. Visit GarnishCatering.com. Garnish Catering is a proud partner of WOW Network. Always on the go, whether it's you, your kids, or the team, it's hard to find fresh, tasty food that is convenient to eat on the fly. Go Team was created for go-getters like you. Go Team is full of fresh, healthy ingredients, and each recipe contains high-quality protein powder. And guess what? They come in multiple flavors and taste great. High-achieving people like you need a great-tasting source of energy to conquer the day. Just go to GoTeamBites.com or pick them up at BB's Market. Go Team is a proud partner of Endeavor Hospitality's WOW Network. 
Metalworks Brewery Company, located just off the square in Bloomington near Cabello, is locally owned and operated by Endeavor Hospitality Group. Launched from a previous staple in Bloomington, the former Function Brewery, Metalworks Brewery Company is the culmination of a passion for beer, food, and custom metal art. Check out their custom growlers. Metalworks Brewery Company has an updated menu, new brews, and will be offered in all Endeavor Hospitality restaurants. Come taste with Dr. Hobbs' Brewing. Metalworks Brewing Company. Bring your passion and your thirst. This segment is brought to you by Bubba's 33 in Clarksville. Pizza, burgers, beer. Now back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle. Presented by Endeavor Hospitality Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. Welcome back, Indiana Sports Speed Radio, coming to you here on this Wednesday, and that means it's Hall of Fame Day. Rick Bozich steps in with us from WDRB.com. Rick, uh, covering Louisville, Kentucky, and Indiana this year has to have been a a wild, maybe the wildest ride. You've covered these three schools for 20 years. Um, Longer. Uh, yeah, I mean... <laughs> Over two decades, and and we're talking about three of the greatest programs in college basketball history, at least Kentucky and Indiana are really up on Mount Rushmore. Louisville's right there. But, boy, this has been – we've seen Indiana have goofy years. We've seen Kentucky have goofy years. Louisville's been with the NCAA stuff. But this year has been a just a, a conglomeration of craziness. Yeah, you know what I say? <clears throat> when I started out here uh, in the late 70s and then all the way into the 90s, you just expected every year all three teams, A, would make the tournament, and B, probably get to the Sweet 16, be ranked a good part of the year. Selection Sunday was more of a matter of like figuring out where you had to go uh, instead of anything else. And what I've learned over the last <clears> – <throat> I don't know, 10 years, 12 years, is that nothing's guaranteed. Uh, Indiana's dramatically changed from what it used to be. Now maybe Mike Woodson can get it back to the point where the NCAA tournament is a bit is assumed every year, but not quite there yet, even though he's going to be two for two. Uh, Louisville's got a long, long, long road ahead of it, uh, which I'm sure they hope to shorten by using the transfer portal. And Kentucky – all of its advantages, uh, and even though it's safely in the NCAA tournament, considering what they were a decade ago when they were pretty much always a one seed that had three or four of the best players in the country, they're not there anymore. So nothing's guaranteed, uh, even for programs that have all the resources, all the fan interest, all the tradition, and all the want to you could want. Nothing's guaranteed. And this year, Louisville, I'm of great interest. What in the hell happened to them? Because they have more talent on that team than that six and twenty-five team. It, right. it, that Indiana's team had—they basically had me and, and Dustin on there, uh, the equivalent. And when six and twenty-five, what the hell was going on with Louisville? Because they had some talented players, and it's a weak, weak ACC this year. Right. Um, you know, started out poorly. With three one-point losses to Bellarmine, Wright State, and trying to think of who the third App State, 
And I think that, oh, it started out even poorer than that because they lost to Lenore Ryan in their first exhibition game. And I think it forward, all their confidence was gone and never really – they just didn't have any guards. I mean, they had one guard who was pretty good in L. Ellis, uh, but even though he was the second-leading scorer in the ACC, he made a zillion turnovers, um, and they just – you know, they, they and they never did create an identity. I mean, I think what you're talking about is – when you have a bad team that's outmanned, you can at least create an identity. And I think what Crean did with that team was the identity is we're going to play harder than anybody else. Or we're going to, you know, be good on blocking out or something. This Louisville team didn't ever create an identity. And last night's game was a great example of what you thought after, you know, everything they've been through that they would have turned a few corners. But they're, they're playing a Boston College team. That was without its leading score. Louisville was ahead by three points at halftime. They were ahead three or four minutes into the second half. Blitzed by 18 points. It was a team, whenever something bad happened, for too many of them, the first reaction was surrender. And, you know, that that wasn't a good sign. So where do they go from here? Like, <laughs> it, it seems very – I mean, I don't want to necessarily say the sky is falling, but it, like – How's recruiting going? What's the? I mean, is I, I we've talked about it before. You said Kenny Payne is going to be there next year. So, but like when you have a team that's this bad, we it was kind of understood when Indiana went through this that they were going to be right. that bad for a little bit. Like that, that right. was understood. I don't know that anybody thought. Maybe people thought Louisville wasn't going to be a traditional power like they have been. But I don't know that anybody foresaw this type of season happening. Yeah, I mean. I think you'll see a massive turnover on the roster. I wouldn't be surprised if only four guys are back. Um, they've only got two recruits to this point. Um, both of them are forwards. They need guards. Um, hearing a lot of stories about guys in the portal. Um, some of them pretty intriguing. There was a big man, seven-footer, last week from Minnesota two weeks ago. Top 25 recruit who decommitted. Most everybody think he's going to he's gonna be at Louisville next year. Um, so... <clears throat> Rumors about any particular Louisville player transferring to Indiana? I have not. You've heard that? Uh, I just saw one. Just all rumor. You know, it's all rumor stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I have not heard that. Um, you know, I'd say they got four guys they can build with. Mike James had a pretty good year at guard. Brandon Huntley Hatfield was hurt a good part of the year, but I think he's a can be a productive front court player. They got a guy midseason from NBA Africa uh, named Emmanuel Okarafor, who I think will be a decent player. And then right now I'm blanking out. Oh, J.J. Trainer is the fourth one um, who finished the year pretty strong. Everybody else on the roster wouldn't surprise me if they were all gone. And, uh, you know, then you move forward and bring in different players. But he, he's got two things to do. Um, he's got to rebuild his team, and he's but he's got to rebuild confidence from the fans. I mean – I step away from it and say, you know, it's only one year, give them a time. But fans aren't that way anymore, man. There's people are like, what are you going to change the coaching staff? And are you on the hot seat? And all this stuff. And it's like, as I've talked about this before, the difference between the IU rebuild and the Louisville rebuild is when the IU went through the rebuild, fans still came to Assembly Hall. I mean, it wasn't all the way packed, but it was still pretty packed. Right. I mean, Louisville had some half-empty 
games this year. A lot of them. And Assembly Hall is in Bloomington, which is a town of 50,000 people, right. not a major metropolitan city right. like Louisville is. That's a huge, huge difference. And that, I mean, I know people, and I'm not, this is not trying to start this, but people like to talk about, oh, they're the basketball state, this is the basketball state. That's, that's why when people in Indiana say, no, basketball is just ingrained here. When their team sucked, and I mean sucked beyond level of sucking, <laughs> they still came and showed up. Yeah, they did. And still filled it up. Uh, yeah, the high school gyms are still full. And so, you know, that's I why I try to tell people, you don't, you don't get it. It's uh, a different I've, culture. It's I've different seen it culture. since I was in high school, man. I'm like, oh, dude, you don't get it. Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. And, and people here also have scandal fatigue. I mean, they've been through all that stuff with the NCA. And I think some people, uh, it's not cheap going to the games at the KFC. I'm saying expensive. Well, they got a lot of fines to repay, man. <laughs> it's expensive to park downtown. Expensive for the tickets. Donations are expensive. And once crowds drop off a little, some people say, "You know what? Um, I don't have to renew my tickets because I can get one whenever I want to." Or I've got I had season tickets last year and I didn't want to go. I couldn't give them away. So you have to kind of flip the switch psychologically in the fan base to get them back in to the uh, into the habit of coming to games. Uh, so you know they've got a they've got a two lever two layer uh, challenge ahead of them. Uh, did John, the producer, uh, pointed out that currently, um, which does mean Jack, somebody has on the I don't know if it's ESPN on their bracket. It was DeCourcy. There you go. Makes it even better. Our man Mike has Indiana facing Iona. First, and then the possibility of playing Kentucky. Yeah, you know, when I started looking at, you know, Indiana being a four and who the 13s are, and I thought it was a good candidate to be a 13, so that means there would be a 25% chance to play them. So I, I, you don't think CBS would, or TNT or would like to have an Indiana against Rick Patino game? <laughs> and I'm And like I said, if you don't think – they do this stuff on purpose. You're out of your absolute crazy mind because <laughs> they they want they want that Mark Rick Patino versus the the you know the shamed Rick Patino against Indiana. Then it's Indiana against Kentucky, who doesn't play anymore. I mean, or or if Rick Patino wins, Rick Patino gets Kentucky. Oh, that now that oh, would be there. We go that that would be. Would that be? That would would be that better. be bigger than bigger? Would that be bigger than Indiana versus Kentucky since they don't play anymore? Uh, yeah, I think down here it would be since, since it's since it's since it's with Iona. Yeah, it would since, be. It would be. Well, would be. What because we haven't, heard, we haven't heard from Patino really locally since he left in 2017, uh, and he's obviously looking to move to another job. And is he? Our, Oh yeah, he's ready to go. And I mean, did you that story by Matt Norlander a couple weeks ago. I mean, that was no. Much, I'm open. For I mean, this what is he? Seventy one. Uh, he's seventy. Uh, he wants to go seven or eight more years, which means twelve to fifteen. Holy. And uh, <laughs> what? And, and, and I mean, I'm telling you, all, all the unhappiness around Calipari. All he has to do is come in and beat UK, and we're going to have Kentucky fans saying, "Get rid of Cal, bring Patino back, get Cal back together." That's well, what plus, I was going to say. Yeah. The way the NCAA is now, 
he doesn't have to worry about anything. He's like, hey, I'm I'm out of this. I'm just He's coaching clear. the team. Y'all take care of all that stuff. He's been cleared. He's been cleared. Not only that, though, but he can now, and players can be coerced in ways to come to school, and he doesn't even have to have anything to do with it other than just being there. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he would be, he, I'm telling you, he's going to be a hot property if he wants a job. Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of rumors like he wants the Georgetown job, but I've heard that Georgetown uh, powers that be aren't they're, interested. They're, they're stupid. Notre Dame's another one that I think he would be interested in. I've heard that. Oh, he, yeah. Yeah. I um, cannot see Notre Dame doing that now. I, I, I mean, would you need to go that. back and read the Matt Norlander piece. He flat out said in there that he turned down – he didn't say which job it was, but it's pretty obvious that it was Maryland. He turned it down because he, he didn't he didn't think that he didn't he, want to coach in the Big Ten. No, uh, yeah, he does. He does say that in the story, which is weird. He said that because Minnesota fired his son, he doesn't want to work in any Big Ten job. Which I don't. Oh, know. that's crap. It is. Come crap. on, man. He, he said he turned down Maryland because he didn't think he was worth Maryland paying his five million dollar buyout, which is also. <laughs> Maryland oh, seems like a perfect a, job a, for him. He's an East Coast guy. guy. Yes, and I agree. and I agree. they've got it going on. Now, when was this had to be before their current coach was hired, right? Well, his, the, his current coach is a Patino protege. Kevin Willard was with Rick Patino. Right. With the Celtics and when he started at Louisville. Oh, he probably recommended him. Of course he did, yeah. So, you know. But yeah, go back and read the story. He's he's ready. He there's no doubt in my mind he wants to make one more big Final Four NCAA championship run so he can rewrite his legacy. So that isn't that he was a only coach to win championships at two schools, but had one of them taken away by the NCAA and be the only coach to win championships at three schools and who came back from problems with the NCAA to have one more ultimate victory. Doesn't Notre was, Dame seem like the perfect job for him? Like I feel no, like, no way. I, Notre Dame I'm, would never hire him. Not after Porcini's. They're not going to hire him. <laughs> and Dustin does not know about Porcini, a a very fine fine Italian. No, uh, I, I do know about this story. Restaurant in in Louisville uh, that, that I used to frequent quite often when I was down there, and still do when in town. Uh, owned by Tim Curry, great or Tim, uh, great yeah. guy. Um, but yeah, it's, here's the thing. I think he's the best coach in college basketball. Uh, I think he has the best mind. He, I would not want to face him. It's like the old adage they used to say about Bob Knight. He can take yours and beat you or beat you with his, or it was the old bum Phillips. He says, he could take urine and beat you or take his and, and beat you, however he said it. Right. And, you know, if he played Indiana, he'd find a way to neutralize Trace Jackson Davis and Jalen hood Shafino, and, and the pressure would be on the Hoosiers. That that wouldn't be a good matchup for Indiana. No, uh, because he's a smart, smart guy. Yes, uh, he is. So let's, and, let's hope uh, that doesn't happen. I think up? a lot of teams whose coaches are in the four-seed slot who don't want to play on and Rick right. Uh, it's the Big Ten, I, I don't think they get 10 teams in. I don't know that they deserve 10 teams in. Uh, now, if they get to 10, would that mean it have to be either Wisconsin or Michigan? Is that what it is? One Penn State. State. I think Penn State, isn't it? Oh, okay. 
Um, well, now, yeah, Penn State, Wisconsin, Michigan, two of those three, I think, would have to make it. Breaking news, Rhode Island will not make the NCAA tournament this year. Oh, my. 9-21 uh, under Archie Miller in his Oof. first season. Uh, what a – You know, you, a, let me come back to one bonus. Let me come back to one thing. You talked about Louisville season and, and not, you know, doing what Cream did. The, the, the other problem is – the gold standard for a guy of doing a lot with very little is Rick Patino. And yeah. let's remember well, when he came to Kentucky. The Kentucky the team? They went not 14 the- and 14 the first year, and then the next year when they were still on probation and he added Jamal Mashburn, they went 22 and 8, beat Shaq, Chris Jackson, and Stanley Roberts. What was I that mean, team called? Unforgettables. The, the Unforgettables. Now, they had a bunch of guys. That reminds that that's an old that reminds me of an old Bob Knights type team. Yeah, with he brought in guys uh, like was it Shepard and Reed and those kind of guys were they on that, that was team? later. No, the first team was the holdovers of Pelfrey, Feldhouse, Richie Farmer, Sean okay. Woods, uh, Derek Miller. I mean, it was a bunch of nobodies really. But they just fell into this rhythm, and they played well, they, damn good basketball, man. Yeah, I mean, they got in shape, they shot threes, and they they out-hustled you. And, you know, you can always win the energy hustle battle. And they had Rick Pitino. Yeah. Preaching belief. Yeah. I mean, that's to me, that's still his greatest coaching job of all time. And then you you forget that that was his first uh, year back. They went 14 and 14 with nobody. Then they went 22 and 8. Then the next year back was the team year where – they lost to Duke on the Leitner shot in their first year back in the tournament. And then the next year, they went to the Final Four. So, I mean, he showed that's the way to do it. And that's really – I think those were his best coaching jobs any at any point in his life in college basketball. We've got to take a break. What is up right. next for you, my friend? You know, I'm just going to watch the, the league tournaments from here and get ready for Selection Sunday to see where – IU men and women, uh, where the Louisville women and where Kentucky men go, and we'll make our decision from there. So, uh, yeah, do uh, what, what shot? What shot do you think Indiana has to to wind up in the Yum Center if they get through the first round? Uh, you know, they could be in the regional at the four seed. I, I think Indiana's ceiling this year is Sweet Sixteen. I don't think they're good enough to get beyond the Sweet Sixteen because they haven't uh, I don't either. developed the. They don't have a third guy. They don't have a third guy. And so, you know, that wouldn't shock me, though, if they lost the first game. It really wouldn't. I mean, it depends on which team comes out and, you know, how they play. I I didn't think they'd win at Purdue. They play like that, they can can win. But matchup dependent, don't want to play Iona. No, you don't. Uh, Absolutely not. Make sure you give Rick a follow if you're not already and go to WDRB.com for all of his great, incredible content. Uh, he covers everybody, and it's all good stuff. Thank you, sir. I'll see you soon. All right. Have a great week. You bet. Rick Bozich from WDRB.com joining us. Dustin Shooty, uh, are you back? I'm back. All right. We've got more coming up here on Indiana Sports Beat Radio, brought to you by our good friends from Reynolds Family Dentistry. If you're down in the Sellersburg area in southern Indiana, make sure you stop by Reynolds Family Dentistry and see our friend Dr. J. He'll give you that championship smile. We're back with more right after this. We'll be right back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Endeavor Hospitality Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. 
Whether it's at our place or yours, great food and a great time is our guarantee. Endeavor Hospitality is a locally owned and operated restaurant group also offering catering services in Bloomington, Indiana. Our local restaurants provide an array of options that never leave you bored. Just to tempt you with a few mouth-watering options, experience a charcuterie board at Feast, Southern Stone's Fried Chicken, Vegan Tacos at the Owlery, an authentic Italian meal at Cabello, or a hearty breakfast at BB's Market. Your next dining endeavor starts by visiting Endeavor Indiana or downloading the Wow Club app to earn exclusive dining rewards. Endeavor Hospitality and the Wow Network. Andy Moore Honda is Bloomington's number one Honda dealer simply because you get the best deals. And right now, it's the Certified Dream Deal Sales Event. Get 0.99% APR financing for well-qualified buyers on all 2017 through 2021 Honda Certified Pre-Owned Accords, Civics, CRVs, HRVs, and Pilots. See dealer for financing deals. Andy Moore Honda, Bloomington's number one Honda dealer. Get more to your door with AndyMooreHonda.com. Come see us at the all-new Andy Moore Honda, now in Bloomington. Hey, this is John, the producer with Indiana Sports Beat Radio. We're now a part of the Rivals Network. The Hoosier.com is where you can find complete coverage of Indiana basketball, football, and plenty more. Simply go to the Hoosier.com and sign up. It's free. You can also find full episodes of Indiana Sports Beat Radio on the homepage or on the station every week, Monday through Friday. If we're not on a station where you live, we should be. Ask for Indiana Sports Beat Radio. BB's Market is your local meat shop, steakhouse, and caterer. No matter where you live, located on South College in Bloomington, BB's opens every day at 6 a.m. with fresh, custom-made breakfast, brunch, lunch, and dinner items. With some of the best custom meats around, in-house made deli, side dishes, salads, and lunch meats, BB's Market has the largest variety of in-house made products in southern Indiana, including 14 different marinades for chicken, beef, and unique recipes for over 35 varieties of brats and sausages. Visit bbsmarket.com for online ordering. If you're looking for a home in the Indianapolis area, you need Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Advanced Realty. Cheryl Sizemore has over two decades of experience, and that could be the difference in you getting the home you want in today's tough housing market. Reach out to Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Advanced Realty at Cheryl at IndyHomePros.com or 317-298-0961. Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Advanced Realty. Let Cheryl Sizemore get you in the home you want today. Cheryl at IndyHomePros.com. Southern Stone Restaurant, located at the corner of Patterson and Rogers in Bloomington, offers a variety of freshly made fare, tying their roots in limestone with their love of Southern eateries. With quality, local, and organic food as their main focus, Southern Stone strives to always provide their guests with an exceptional dining experience. With weekly specials, quick, attentive service, Southern Stone Restaurant provides delicious, five-star comfort food with a Southern charm at two-star prices. Southern Stone Restaurant is part of Endeavor Hospitality's Wild Club. This segment is brought to you by K-Bello. Now back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle. Presented by Endeavor Hospitality Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. Welcome back to Indiana Sports Beat Radio coming to you here on this Wednesday. Halfway point of the week, but it's... Ooh, it's the starting blocks for uh, the Big Tournament, the Big 12 Tournament, and many other tournaments off and running today. And we'll be keeping track of those and uh, coming back tomorrow to talk about them. See who's facing who. 
Tonight? Uh, yeah. Ohio State, Wisconsin's the first game, and then Nebraska, Minnesota is the late game. Exciting stuff. Riveting. Well, Ohio State's won two of their last three games, or they won two, I should say they won two in a row, and then they got uh, beat by Michigan State. And then uh, in the season finale, Wisconsin is one of the most boring teams to watch, but they I can think it's, yeah, beat just I don't, about anybody. That's going to be a good game, actually. And I think Nebraska is just going to do what they do. They're going to beat Minnesota. Nope, they've um, won six out of eight. I think that that Nebraska-Maryland game is going to be – I think that will be a good game. I don't I don't know who's going to win, but I think that will be – You know what? I, 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 I agree with you. I think it's going to be a much better game than people think that it would be. I think so, too. Nebraska, you have to remember, Nebraska took Purdue to two overtimes. They have right. won games. They have beaten – People they they won who they beat someone on the last day to, to they, knock them out of a double bye. They beat um, Iowa at Iowa on the on the at, season at, finale. They beat. Now how hard is that to do? They beat Maryland. They beat Wisconsin. They beat Rutgers on the road. So they've got some good quality wins under their belt. They're playing probably about as hot as anybody in the Big Ten right now. Um, so I don't think the one thing I would say I think if you're an Indiana fan because Maryland's been so helter-skelter this season. I do feel like if you're Indiana, you probably would like Nebraska to win that game against Maryland because then that means it's they're on day three and you're on day one. So while they are playing really good basketball right now, you get to the point of fatigue. And I think that that would play into Indiana's favor, whereas if you're playing Maryland, it's just two days against one day and they've, they've got a game under their belt. So It'll be interesting. I don't know. That I think that that's going to be one of the better games. We got Mich- day two. Michigan plays Rutgers. That could be a solid game. I'm really the game of the the game of the day to me on Thursday though is going to be Illinois Penn State. I think that could be a fabulous game. Well, yeah. The reason uh, we're talking about the uh, the Maryland game because that is who is going to end up playing Indiana or who will right. Indiana will end up playing right. the winner of that uh, Maryland versus the winner of the. Nebraska, Nebraska which I think it's going to – I think Indiana could potentially end up playing Nebraska. I do too. Which would be fabulous for Indiana because that would be Nebraska's – It would be their third, third, game. third game in a row. They're going to be tired. Indiana's going to be fresh. Boom, start off. So um, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But that's that's just guessing. That's all guessing. And so there's right. no point in that. But we'll find out today. And then, uh, of course, the Big 12 tournament uh, going on as well. Those games, there, there's actually a couple of good games. I think West Virginia plays today, uh, even though they're already in. How many teams have ever played on the Wednesday of a, of a conference tournament that were pretty much already guaranteed of being in the NCAA tournament? That's a good question. That's nuts. Well, because none, none of these teams that are playing in the Big Ten are playing in the NCAA tournament. I promise you. Well, Wisconsin might, depending on how they – if they get yeah. two wins in the Big Ten tournament, they might. Yeah. Uh, the other thing you got to remember, though, is – But they're not they're, But they're not, They're not. not in the tournament today. No, right. That's true. West, that's a good West point. Virginia's in the tournament today. Right. Yep. That's, that's, what, I, that's what I was – that's what I was – and they're like 
I don't know what their conference record is, but it's it's upside down. It's underwater. Not, not good. Uh, seven and eleven. Texas Tech five and thirteen. Oklahoma five and thirteen. Oklahoma State eight and ten. So there you go. Those uh, are the four teams in action today. Prior to Big Ten tournament action, um, I need to get Mike's bracketology pulled up. This is ESPN's bracketology. Currently has Indiana as the four seed, as most people do. This one has them in the Midwest uh, playing their first game in Orlando, but then they would head to Kansas City, which it's not terrible. Not terrible. Uh, I was certainly hoping for the South region would require them to play in either, you know, Columbus or Greensboro probably. That would be nice because that would put them in Louisville for the for the Sweet 16 right? if that were to happen. But uh, we'll see how it works out. Getting, I mean, what does Mike have? Well, I don't have Mike's. I'm trying to get Mike's um, pulled up. We have to see where, where, where he has them slotted in right now, just out of curiosity. Well, the latest out of Mike DeCourcy, which was updated about, it looks like yesterday, um, I'm going through. Looks like South. Does he have them in the South? No, he's got them in the Midwest as a. He's got them in the Midwest as a four seed against Iona, as John pointed out earlier. And then obviously that Kentucky VCU five and twelve game. So that would be the that would be the Kansas City now where they're because I don't think I don't think the the first two rounds loca- the location of the first two rounds I don't think really has much bearing on where they're go- where they play. They play those games anywhere. Uh, right now, um, ESPN has Iona in the East region, which geographically makes sense. Um, aren't they located in New York? Iona. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, we're after ask, asking geography questions. This is a this he is has for me. Uh, they, ESPN has them playing UConn. In the east, which geographically is, you know, a, a perfect setup, and that's a four thirteen with UConn being the four, and Iona being the thirteen. Nice little go. geographical layout. Unfortunately, they have uh, Indiana playing Toledo and Kansas. Not. Uh, let's see. I, oh, that's why. And ESPN has. Xavier as a four seed slotted in the South region playing in Greensboro. Indiana has already played Xavier, so they would not put them up against them again this year. <coughs> so if Xavier were to end up in the South, that would probably kick Indiana to the Midwest. Yeah. Now that sucks. That's and that's why that's why there's so much that goes on to this people the placement of it it's not just willy nilly they're trying to do geo you know in the last several years they've tried to make it geographically better for fans for teams so it's not as expensive um, right and, but then but then of course you get what we got last year Indiana in the play in game uh, and then two days later you're in Portland. Well, Oregon. Well, I mean, that's 
that's Indiana's own fault for not well, playing better lie. during the season. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Um, here's a surprise. Say, well, no, no, it's not. I guess Houston relegated to the East region as a number one seed. Yep. Kansas is the overall number one seed, so they get the Midwest. Is Alabama the number two seed? I probably, yeah, I would think so. I mean, that's going to work out. I think it's going to work out pretty well, except for except for uh, Houston. Oh no! So West, you'd have yeah UCLA out west in the East. Kansas in the East, really? I don't know. No, I would Kansas. Think Kansas I would think Kansas, Kansas, so the, this Kansas is, Mike, is Midwest. Kansas is number one overall seed. They're going to be in the Midwest. Period. Here's what this I'm looking at what Mike DeCourcy has. Good friend of the show. He has UCLA in a one seed in the West. He has Kansas in a one seed in the East. He has Alabama in a one seed in the South and Houston oh. in the number one seed in the Midwest. So that's interesting because I would think you would probably flip flop. There's no way Kansas is the number one seed in the East. They're the number one overall seed. Uh, I'm just telling you what I'm saying, or what I'm seeing, I should say. Uh, I wish Mike was on with us today because I'd sure like to discuss that with him. Um, I mean, all this is gonna, all this is probably gonna change in the next four or five days, anyway. So, well, of course it is, but there's no reason for Kansas to be ever in the in in the East ever. They're, they're the overall seed. You, you're, they're not getting moved out of the Midwest. I wouldn't I think so. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't think a loss in the Big Twelve tournament would even do that. Probably depends on. It could the other possibly teams. take away their overall number one seed, but I still don't think they get moved out of the Midwest. They're not. Ta- they are not. They are not taking Kansas out of the Midwest. I wouldn't right think. Now. I wouldn't think so. I wouldn't Hell think so. No. But you are never you kidding know. me? They're the reigning national champion. They're going to bring the fans. They are not taking Kansas out of the Midwest. Not going to happen. Um, UCLA is going to be the number one seed in the West. It's just mm-hmm. laying out perfectly. Then you've just got the 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 Alabama, Houston thing, which Houston's uh, going to end up getting to the East. Houston's going to kind of get shafted because, yeah, it doesn't work out for them. But maybe I don't know if that works out better for them with the draw that they'll end up getting. Um, I don't. That's a good question. I have no idea. I mean, I I don't know that there's going to be a favorable draw for because we don't know oh, a lot about Houston. I see. All right, here's where I disagree with Mike. Is this is this the most updated one? This says the one yeah. I'm looking at says it was updated yesterday. Okay, here's what here's what he has that's different. He's got Houston as the number one seed in the Midwest, right? Which tells me he has to have them as the overall number one seed. Which there is no way in hell I'm giving that team an overall number one seed when they have not hardly played anyone. Kansas has played. I don't know, 25 quad one games? A lot. That's what makes it fun. We get to uh, 
talk about it. We're and it's just beginning, people. Hey, while you're uh, watching it all and having fun, don't forget about Hank's Pizza Mac. Just opened. Former Swing In Pizza here in Bloomington. Uh, the pizza's great, but they've got these incredible mac and cheese bowls that are. It's not mac and cheese, man. This is not your mama's mac and cheese. Um, Polynesian Mac, Loaded Potato Mac, Southwest Mac, Buffalo Blazing Mac, Memphis Mac. I'm talking pulled pork, buffalo chicken, all kinds of great things. Uh, And easy to reach, 812-330-000. That's easy. Man, it was a great day. Big thanks to Dustin, of course, Bob Kravitz, Cal Nedrip, Rick Bozich, John the producer. Most importantly, thanks to you guys. Without you, we've got no reason to be here. But we are here, and it's going to be a rock and rolling time for the next month, baby. It's tournament time. Thanks a lot. Until tomorrow, I'm Jim Coyle. I will see you on the radio. Thanks for listening to Indiana Sports Beat Radio. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube page for more clips and team coverage of Indiana basketball, football, and more. You can also find full episodes and tons of other content on thehoosier.com. We'll see you next time for another edition of Indiana Sports Beat Radio.